Hi, everybody. This is Cheryl Richardson, and welcome to my Facebook Live. It's been a while since I've been here. I feel like it's maybe two or three weeks, and um, I'm glad to be back and to be able to spend some time with you. So I will um, look forward to seeing who shows up. It's, um, it's the middle of the summer here in the States. I know some of you who tune in are in our, um, Australia, so it's the middle of your winter. But here it's the middle of the summer, and uh, it's a time when a lot of people start to take vacations, which is a good thing. Um, hi, Olivia and Deanna and Lisa. Hi, Lisa and Teresa. Glad that you're here. And, um, and Pamela, welcome. So, yeah, this is a time when people start to take some time off, which is really great. Hey, Joel, welcome to you and Beverly. Hi. And I'm going to do that over the next few weeks. We have friends visiting, different house guests coming in. So I'm going to take some time off, um, probably through the you know rest of August. I'll just be working here and there. It's the joys of being self-employed. Um, for as long as I can remember, as long as I've had my own business, August and December are usually the slowest months where you can just take some time off and then you make up for it with the other months. Although I don't do that as much anymore. I used to. Um, so I always like to just kind of name the weather because, you know, I realize I, I joke a lot of times when I come here to do Facebook Live that I start with what's going on outside, like what the weather is like. And what I realized is that the reason I talk about the weather, even in my writing, even in Waking Up in Winter, I talk a lot about, I sort of set the stage for myself in a journal entry by talking about the weather because when we stop and notice what's going on outside our windows we come into the present moment right the moment you feel your body in the chair notice your breathing look up at the sky and see the clouds move if there are clouds or um, watch the sunlight as it streams through trees or listen to the rain as it falls you instantly are put in the present moment. And so I think it's a wonderful way to just start any kind of conversation or event. A lot of times at my retreats, I'll start by just having everybody close their eyes, come into the room, be present, think about, um, you know, in that moment, just let go of the things that might prevent them from being present over the weekend. And it's a great thing to do even here on Facebook Live. So feel free to just take a moment, maybe close your eyes as well, and just breathe and feel your body wherever it is, whether you're sitting or standing or lying down, whatever you might be. You might be in bed with the laptop on your belly or you might be at your desk. Just stop and notice, feel your body against the chair or the bed or the floor. And just tune into your breathing for a moment. Feel yourself breathe. Notice the breath going in and out of your body. Notice whether you feel warm or cold. Maybe you're in air conditioning. Maybe you're not, like I'm not right now. And, um, and then you can open your eyes and just name some things that you see. I see the trees outside. I see a bird flying by the window. I see clouds floating by. We just had a rainstorm and it sounds like we're gonna have another one. I can hear thunder in the distance. And in doing those things, it helps me to be here with you presently uh, in real time. 
And that's always a good thing. It's one of the advantages of taking a vacation. And I wanted to talk a little bit about taking a vacation, whether it's for a day or a week or longer, if you're lucky. Um, one of the real advantages, I think why everybody needs a vacation now and then is because we need uh, unscheduled, uninterrupted time. I find this especially true. Women talk a lot about needing to be away from the home that always feels like it's calling at you for attention. Something needs to be done. I can look around my office right now and automatically see, oh, I need to, you know, pick something up off the floor over there, or my desk is a little bit messy, or um, there's always something I notice that needs to, um, needs to be done. A lot of times we notice that uh, women have diffuse awareness. We have a tendency to see a wide swath in front of us and to notice the things that are out of place. Men, generally speaking, tend to be more um, sort of hunter-gatherer, you know, hunter-focused, um, laser-focused on one thing. If they're walking into a room to get something out of the fridge, they're focused on the fridge and then opening the door and focused on what it is they're looking for. Women will walk to the refrigerator and notice, oh, I, there's some dishes in the sink that need to go into the dishwasher, or I need to dust that cabinet, or I need to um, wash that counter. I can see that there's some streaks on the counter. It's a difference generally between men and women. So it's often really good to take a day or a weekend or a week, whatever, to give yourself a little vacation and leave your habitual environment, the environment that you're in on a regular basis, so that you're able to um, just enter into a more present state of being. Be, just be present to whatever is going on in front of you um, and do things like sit back, stare at the clouds, read a good book, breathe, meditate, have, enjoy a glass of wine with a friend, you know, just focus in on resting, rejuvenating, pleasure, having a good time without having to worry about anything that needs to be done. Um, and it takes a while, you know, there was a study done quite some time ago look, that looked at the three best places that entrepreneurs got their best ideas from. And the answers were in the shower, driving in the car, and on vacation. And it usually takes a couple of days of being on vacation before we can kind of shut the busy mind off and the, the part of us that's always focused on what I need, either what I've done or what I need to do. Um, it takes a while. And so one of the things you can do if you can only take a day off or an afternoon or a weekend is you can begin to practice being present and letting go of the things that have already happened or the things that might happen in an effort to teach yourself how to be in the moment and really get the kind of restorative, well, have an opportunity to restore your energy, essentially. Have, have an opportunity to just kind of breathe a little deeper and relax a little more. Um, vacations are really important, much like breaks during the day when you're working are important. You know, there was a study done at Harvard that said that um, most people have an attention span, a focused attention span, if you're lucky, of about 45 or 50 minutes. And then anything after that is just right out the window. You don't remember it. You need a break and then you come back to focused attention. So sometimes the breaks are happening 
you know, throughout the day, interspersed throughout the day. But then there are the bigger breaks of vacation, of um, a day off, of a weekend off, where you just don't have an agenda. It's agenda-less living. Um, and interestingly enough, when we give ourselves a chance to do that, we often wind up making some of our most memorable or having some of our most memorable experiences. So think about, you know, you can stop for a moment and close your eyes and just go back in time and think about a favorite memory. You know, a time when you just felt at peace and content and um, like you were really enjoying your life. And a lot of times, some of those memories have to do with just being somewhere without doing a lot, but maybe being with people you love, your family, your children, your friends, um, uh, maybe being in nature. Oh, speaking of nature, let's see if I can do this, everybody. Look at the fox. Can you see him in the backyard? I hope you can. Look at this backyard. I am blessed with an unbelievable backyard. Let me know if you can see him because, of course, I can't see any of you. But he just came to visit, and I figured, why not show you? Oh, I hope you can see him. He's a beauty. Kind of a young one, too. I think it's a teenager. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> did you see him? Let me know. I hope you did. I hope that... um. Did you? Um, <laughs> let me see. There we go. Oh, yeah, you can see it. Okay, great. Oh, too low. Damn it. Well, I hope some of you, some of you could. So maybe there was, maybe there was a little bit of that time where you could see him. He's just trotting along in the backyard, along the uh, field line, like foxes do. Um, anyway, oh, I'm so glad some of you saw him. Um, Yes. Oh, good. You did. I know. I also don't know how close up. I mean, he was sort of far away. But anyway, so those are the kinds of things, you know, nature and animals, wildlife is one of the ways I actually know when I'm taking good care of myself. When I, at the end of the day, create a gratitude list, or sometimes I'll jot down special little things that happen during the day, and I have a, a drawer that I keep them in. Um, when I have an opportunity or when I'm really blessed with the visit from a coyote or a fox or a hedgehog, I mean, a groundhog or um, anything like that, a deer, a buck. Yesterday morning, there was a buck in the backyard because wildlife is sort of comes in and out. You know, it, it sneaks in. It gets, you know, it's not every moment there's a fox running around in the backyard. And so... Um, you have to be present in order to catch moments like that. And um, so vacations, downtime, really important. We've got to be able to shut off the mind. We have to be able to shut off the to-do list. We have to be able to, um, we need time to be able to just be, to allow our thoughts, our mind to wander, to be open to creative ideas, um, to be able to solve problems without having to think about them. You know, in my second book, Life Makeovers, which is 52 different chapters of um, ways to improve your life, there's a chapter in there called Give Your Brain a Vacation. And it's, uh, it's about 
taking a challenge or a problem that you're faced with in life and um, asking your brain to work on that problem while you take a vacation, even if it's just for a couple of hours. I do this a lot. If, I'm, if I have a dilemma, if I need a creative solution to a problem, I'll tell my brain, here's what the problem is or here's what the challenge is. I'm going to give you till three o'clock to figure it out. I'm not going to think about it until three o'clock. And at three o'clock, I'm going to sit down in my office and I'm going to ask you to tell me what the solution is. Now, that sounds like a little crazy, doesn't it? And it works 90% of the time. Because I go off and I stop thinking about whatever the creative problem is or the challenge or whatever it is that I'm trying to figure out, the idea that I'm hoping to get about something in particular. Um, I just put it on hold. I also do this when I go to the gym because um, my gym is a pretty uh, vigorous workout. A lot of times what I'll do is if I'm dealing with a writing if I need an idea for something that I'm working on writing wise, or if I'm trying to come up with uh, an outline for an event that I'm doing, let's say, often what I'll do is tell my brain, work on it while I'm working out. And a lot of times I'll be on the rower and I'll be rowing my brains out and suddenly, boom, all of this information will just come right into my head. Sometimes I actually have to stop and run to my phone to just jot it down, but all of this great information, ideas, creative solutions will come into my head as, um, as I'm on the rowing machine or the treadmill or whatever it might be if I'm outside running. So, so these are, um, this is an important part of self-care to make sure you take time off. And if you can't, if you don't get vacation time, if you can't afford a vacation, I certainly remember days when I couldn't either then taking an afternoon off or an evening off without any agenda and preferably getting away from your home so you're not tempted by all the things that might need to be done. There's always something, right? Um, that's really important self-care. It's really important for you to do. So, all right. Um, so I'm gonna take a few minutes to answer any of your questions about that or to, um, uh, to support you in any way that I can. Why not, right? Um, let's see. Oh, so Kate says she has a family of foxes she feeds every night. I wonder what you're feeding them. I always get nervous about feeding wildlife because I don't know what their little digestive systems can, can um, handle. So hi, Kathy. Welcome. And Maureen and Michelle and Erlinda and Kay and Marie and Ev. Hi, Ev. Glad you're here. Um, yeah, Ev says, we need to unplug from everything, even other people. Boy, is that the truth. Sometimes I say to my husband, honey, I love you, but I need you to leave the house for a while. I just need to have the space to myself. He gets a lot of the space to himself because I'm often out doing things. Um, and so sometimes he'll say to me, what do you mean? Are you trying to get rid of me? And I say, yeah, it's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I love you, but I'm trying to get rid of you because I want to just be in a space without anybody else's energy. Don't we all want that sometimes? <clears throat> Let's see. Um, oh my God, Kathy, I'm so sorry, honey. I see that she's going through shock right now because her cat was um, hit by a car this weekend and it was driven by her sister. You know what, Kathy, you know what's so strange? We had a, we had a similar thing happen in my family when I was younger, my sister's cat was hit by my um, brother in the driveway. 
And I'm just so sorry, Kathy. Let's just all send her love, please. Um, let's just, you know, uh, just give her, just send her a lot of love because um, I just don't know what to say, Kathy. There is nothing to say except it's appropriate to be shocked. It's a horrible thing that just happened for all of you, for you and your sister. And, um, and I just don't, you know, sometimes it's just astounding to me how souls choose to leave. Oh, sweetheart, I'm going to put you in my, um, put you in my prayer book, the red book that I have here, because honestly, Kathy, I just, I don't know what to say, except I'm so sorry. And this is the time to please, please, please take really good care of yourself, you and your sister. Although I'm sure you've, I'm sure there's just mixed uncomfortable feelings that just do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. The two of you will be able to, um, you know, we'll certainly be able to uh, process this at some point. Um, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> Marie says, I used to call it telling the little man in my head going to look in the file cabinet and get back to me later. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's really quite smart. Um, let's see. Yeah, Ev is so sweet replying to Kathy. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. I'm just looking through your questions here if you have any questions. Uh, what's the book you mentioned, please? Wow, what was the book I mentioned? Oh, sorry, Life Makeovers. That's what it was. Life Makeovers, it's my second book. It's called um, 52 pra Practical and Inspiring Ways to Change Your Life One Week at a Time. But if you just remember Life Makeovers, you'll find it on Amazon. It's really easy. Um, let's see. Yes, uh, Corazoncita. Corazoncita, am I saying that right? La Colombiana. I go and walk with my husband to the beach. It really helps. Yeah, that's another great way. You know, waves crashing creates negative ions, which helps to clear the head and elevate the mood, actually, clear the energy system. So um, uh, it's a really, it's a wonderful thing to go to the beach. It's a great way to clear your head. Um, remember to sleep also, Joel says, how many hours do you sleep on average? I really try for eight hours, Joel. I really love to sleep and I get to bed as early as I can, 10 o'clock, usually at the latest, sometimes even 9.30. And so I usually sleep from 10 to six and um, I really try and ma I make that a priority as, as best I can. Um, Cheryl, any recommendations for electronic devices? I'm sadly addicted. Well, the fact that you know that you're addicted is a good first step. So um, getting support is important. I leave all electronics out of the bedroom with, uh, and, and it is uncomfortable in the beginning, uh, without a doubt, uh, Maureen. It's, it's like an addiction. It feels really uncomfortable. Um, but if you can hang in there for a few nights, I get some of my best sleep because I now never take my phone into the bedroom. Um, I leave it in the bathroom charging. I put it on airplane mode and I have, I don't have a computer, nothing. Um, I have a simple little clock in my bedroom and that's it, you know, a battery powered clock. And um, so that's the first thing. And then I also make a point 
to do things like, um, you know, the problem with the phones are that I can run my business on my phone practically, but my phone can also end up running my life and you don't want that. So um, I will do things like challenge myself to leave my phone home if I go out, let's say. Um, I used to never bring it into the gym. The only reason I bring it in now is because sometimes I get great ideas and I want to capture them. But even as I'm saying that, it would be better to just leave a little notebook in the gym, which I can do. I mean, bring one with me. I always have one in my pocketbook. Um, and just practicing going to the bathroom without your phone. Everybody brings their phone to the bathroom, leaving it out and going to the bathroom the old fashioned way with nothing. Maybe you read a magazine in the bathroom. Um, putting the phone away during mealtimes. Like just start with different daily um, uh, habits where you typically have the phone with you. Like, you know, the other night I was in a restaurant. It was last night I was meeting a friend in a restaurant. And it was um, a restaurant by a beautiful sunset and the sun was going down. And I just thought, you know, I could sit here on my phone reading my phone because it's so easy to just read stuff. Or I could actually just watch the sunset. And I put the phone in my purse and just sat there and watched the sunset. I just made myself do that. So it's almost like you want to be a good parent to yourself. And you say, okay, what would I do if I were the parent of a child who was addicted to her or his electronics? I would take them away consistently. I would have limited amounts of time where that child could play with the electronics. And we need to do the same thing with ourselves. We survived I mean, those of us who are old enough survive decades without having a phone attached to our hips. I don't need, I mean, one of the best things I did also, I've mentioned this, I think I wrote a blog about this, is um, I, uh, um, oh my God, the thought went right out of my head. Isn't that funny? Oh, I know what it was, what it is. I wrote a blog about going to, um, going to a cafe once a week with my friend Beth and responding to email. That has cut back my need to be on my laptop or my phone dramatically. If there's something urgent that needs my attention, I'll deal with it. But otherwise, I let everything wait until Wednesday morning when I spend two hours after going to the gym responding to all of my mail. And it has been the single most significant improvement to my self-care, I would say, in the last two months. And it keeps me away from electronics. So, okay, um, somebody else said, are you still hosting workshops? Yes, two retreats a year. If you go to CherylRichardson.com, you'll see it. Um, my husband, Michael, and I are doing uh, three events. He's gonna be at this year's retreat, and then we're also doing an event called Psychic Laser Coaching, which is combining his gift of intuition with my laser coaching here in Massachusetts. You can also find that on the uh, website. Speak, Write, and Promote will be, will be in uh, Florida, Orlando next March. That's also on the website. And I'm doing an event with John Holland in Portland, Maine in October, I think it is. Yes, October. So you can find all of my workshops um, on the schedule page of my website. All right, let's see. Oh, I love that. I love that people are supporting Kathy. Yeah. Um, Vanessa, nice to hear from you from Ireland. I love Ireland. I just said to Michael the other day, let's go to Ireland this fall for a few days. It's so close to us. How do you self-care in a caring job you have nothing to give and your job is not good for your soul anymore? Well, Vanessa, you need to get a resume done and look for another job. If you know your job isn't good for your soul, then allow 
life, the universe, God, the divine to support you by taking some action to get yourself out of the job that isn't making you happy anymore. Get a resume done, maybe meet with a career coach, practice some interviewing skills, um, do some work on discovering what you feel excited or passionate about right now at this time in your life and change your job. Uh, it's not, you know, we spend too much time at work to be miserable. And we want to remember, don't confuse um, ha having to make difficult choices with having no choice at all. We always have choices. Sometimes they're hard, but you're worth it. And your soul needs you to take good care of her, without a doubt. All right, let's see. Um, uh, yeah, Gloria says, I love life makeovers. I ran a life makeover group at our local hospital. Thank you for doing that. I think that's awesome. Um, let's see what else. Angela says, I find it so hard to get everything done and keep focused. How do you stop getting distracted? Well, I have a to-do list. I make sure only important things go on the to-do list. And I tell myself, you know, three to five things a day off of that list, if they can be done, is the limit. I don't have to get everything done. And you don't have to get everything done all at once. How are you going to live your life if you're trying to... Most of us make a career out of completing our to-do list. It's unnecessary. You deserve to live your life first. And so... Um, I, part of the reason that I like Wednesdays as email uh, day, uh, Angela, is because that's focused time. My friend Beth and I sit at a cafe. We hardly even speak to each other. Every now, and when we every now and then we remind each other to get up and move, but we are just focused. And the amount of work I get done in a two-hour period is equivalent to probably two days between dealing with the distractions and everything else that I used to be. So create some ways in which... You're just going to set aside time. I love it. My sister, Carrie, you know, who wrote a book, um, What Your Clutter is Trying to Tell You, talks about the Pomodoro technique, which is setting a timer for 25 minutes and focusing in and doing something in 25 minutes. And when the timer goes off, you get up and you take a break. Those are great little practices as well. And I write about that in um, Waking Up in Winter is one of my strategies too. So, um, Hey, John. John says, David and I are looking forward to seeing you in October at the retreat. I'm so glad. We got so much out of the last one, and we met the most wonderful people. I know. I have the most amazing people that come to my retreats. Can I tell you? I love them all. And by the end of the retreat, they don't even care that I'm there. They're just too busy, like, falling in love with each other and making great new friends. And I think that's fantastic. It's one of my favorite things about the retreat. And John, I'm so glad you and David, I noticed, I'm so glad the two of you are going to be there again. Michael and I look forward to seeing you for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Michelle says, I started switching off my Wi-Fi router and putting my phone in airplane mode. Really smart, works great. I almost never have my phone turned on. I don't want to hear ringing phones and dinging texts and all of that. Um, let's see. All right. Just going to look. Um, yeah, so Mary says, with your phone not in your room, what do you do if there's an emergency and someone needs to reach you? This is what I worry about. Well, Mary, I will tell you that um, I'm lucky that my husband is a night owl. And if my family, if there's an emergency, they'll call him. Um, 
But the reality is, and I don't know if you have children. If I have children, I'd probably feel differently. And I might trade off with my husband, you know, who's going to have the phone somewhere in the bedroom. I would not have it by the bed. I would have it off near, you know, away from the bed. Um, but I also want to say, Mary, that for many, many years, we all lived um, without having access to a phone. I mean, you know, without having a ringing phone all the time. Sometimes, um, well, here's, okay, here's an advanced notion. Just decide, Mary, you're not going to have any emergencies. How about that? I'm not going to have any, any emergencies while I don't have my phone with me. Now, I know that sounds crazy. My coach used to say that to me. He used to say, Cheryl, you only get to do X, Y, and Z in an emergency. And by the way, don't have any emergencies anymore. If somebody really needs to reach you, they're going to figure out a way to reach you. So um, that's one of the ways we keep ourselves addicted is by convincing ourselves that we have to have it nearby. So at the very least, Mary, put it on the other side of the bedroom, turn the volume down a bit so you know it's there, but it's not within reach. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, Pia, I'm so glad you're going to be there in October too. That's great. Um, all right. I'm going to just look for maybe one more question and then, um, I'm so glad to see everybody here. Thank you so much. Um, yes, Kathy says, will you also be doing coaching with Michael's readings in October? Yes, I will, Kathy. Absolutely. Um, Robin says, can you address self-esteem? How do you define it and how do you encourage it? I had a friend of mine once years ago who's a therapist who said to me, self-esteem is one's ability to hold oneself in high regard. If you hold yourself in high regard, what does that mean? It means that you care about who you spend time with because if you hold yourself in high regard, you also want to be with people that will respect you and hold you in high regard as well. Um, it means taking good care of yourself, your body, your mind, getting good rest, so the basics of self-care, eating well. Um, these things build self-esteem. I'm telling you, going to the gym, like exercising, taking care of your body is a way that you're always saying to yourself, I love you, sweetheart, and I care about you, and I'm going to take care of you. Setting boundaries. Um, you know, the art of extreme self-care um, Robin, as a matter of fact, Robin, do me a favor, send an email to lisa at cherylrichardson.com, L-I-S-A, lisa at cherylrichardson.com, Robin, and I'm going to send you a copy of The Art of Extreme Self-Care, because that book, along with Stand Up For Your Life, the two of them are really about building self-esteem through good self-care practices. So that will really answer that for you. Setting boundaries with people, building routines into your life that really honor your self-care, speaking up when you're angry, um, honoring and protecting your sensitivity instead of seeing it as a, a burden or a detriment or something to be, you know, to suck it up through somehow. Um, taking care of your body, spending time on the things that bring you pleasure and make you happy. These are some of the ways that we raise our level of self-esteem, Robin, and I would love to send you, um, I'd love to send you that book as a gift. I like to do that every now and then here on Facebook Live. You know, I think, oh, I'm going to send you a book, girl. So let's see. Um, okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to wrap it up there at 630. 
And let me just say, uh, so again, there are some spots left in the Self-Care by the Sea retreat in October. I think we're, we're more than half full. I think we're almost like three quarters of the way full, which is great. Um, and, you know, if you want to come to an evening with Michael and I and you're in the New England area, just check out my schedule page. And I am working. I just finished the revisions for The Art of Extreme Self-Care. I have a new version coming out in November that has all new resources. It has a section on, um, on uh, uh, forming successful support groups, and it has a preface and an afterword. And, um, and then I just sort of did some editing here and there. So... Um, that will be out in November. You'll hear more. You'll bleh, you'll hear more about that. Um, otherwise, thank you so much for being here with me tonight. I'm probably going to take the next couple of weeks off because I'm going to be on vacation, but I'll be back. Um, I would suspect right after Labor Day, unless I sort of pop in in an impromptu way at some point before then. But in the meantime, take good care of yourself, please, and. Um, I will look forward to seeing you next time. Cherish yourself because you deserve it. You deserve it, sweetheart. Yes, you do. And um, I'll look forward to seeing you soon, okay? We'll be posting the resources that I mentioned, the books that I mentioned and everything in just a few minutes after this Facebook Live. All right, everybody, take good care. Bye.